Jesus says in Matthew 24, verses 12 and 13, And because iniquity shall abound in the end time, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I'm going to share with you things God has led me to do at this point in time. I'm totally out of debt. I have money saved, and money keeps accumulating through my Social Security. I have no retirement pay. If I were in debt, I don't believe God would be having me do these things. I think he would be having me pay my debt. But here is the way God has me to live at this point in time. God has me surrounding myself with things that make me laugh. If you look at the world, it's awful. Integrity vanishes. Things people are doing are so often against the way of the Bible. But why should we let ourselves go down with the iniquity of this world? So go forth spiritually, avoiding the evil when possible and the insanity of man who has no idea Jesus is coming and has no idea that this world is going to be destroyed by God. 2 Peter 3, 10-14 But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Everything we can see with our natural eye will be destroyed by God at the end of this world. Enjoy it, but don't worship it. Jesus will send his angels to gather the elect of God to take us to the new heaven and new earth before God destroys his present earth. See 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, Matthew 24, verses 29-31, and Revelation 21, 1 through 5. Now, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 11, Peter says, Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? See, the world doesn't know this. They don't know that all these things that they are accumulating and worshiping will be destroyed at the end of this world at the time appointed by God. They don't know this. You, as Christians, should know this. We go in a different way from the world. 
Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, says Peter, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt, with fervent heat. Verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Revelation 21, 1-5. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that when Jesus comes, you'll be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. You don't know what day or hour Jesus is coming. No one does. We do read in the Bible that he comes in a time that you think not. What if you're in strife and protesting and arguing and fighting? What if you're out there with the people who are against abortion fighting for good? Do you really think that's going to work? Certainly politics is not going to work. So Peter says to us, what manner of person should you be? Be diligent that ye may be found of him of Jesus when he returns, in peace without spot and blameless. And to do this, since you don't know when he's coming, and I don't know when he's coming, and no one knows when he's coming but God, to do this, you're going to have to live in peace continually, turning to God with every problem that you have, with every concern, with every fear, with every dread, turn to God in prayer. Lay it out before God. That's the only way we can be in peace, continually. And live without spot. Don't go along with the iniquity in the sense of of praising someone who's doing something wrong and blameless. Recently, I spoke by phone with a woman who has been in our church group for 40 years or so. She's heard everything I've ever written or spoke. She began at one point in our long conversation to speak about politics. And when she mentioned Biden, I I was really shocked because there was so much bitterness in her toward Mr. Biden. This woman's obviously a Republican because the Republicans are taught to hate the Democrats. The Democrats hate the Republicans. Both think the other guy is the bad guy and they're good guys. And none of them follow God wholly, laying down their life for God, hating the evil, loving the good. None of them. You can't do that and be elected. People won't vote for you. 
I warned her. For this bitterness in her heart against Biden is extreme foolishness. Neither side is worth being bitter over. I just get terribly bored with it because it's not going to do any good. Don't you know God's in control? He set us up one and put us down another. He will destroy the heaven and earth at the appointed time. Those people who follow God will be taken into heaven. Sometimes God even sets up a man to lead a nation into destruction. Pharaoh in the day of Moses was ordained by God to destruction. Romans 9, 17, 18. For the scripture says unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose I have raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Verse 18, Therefore hath God mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. What's important is how should we live? God shows me not to let myself be troubled. Avoid the evil. Seek the righteousness of God, God's way to go in the situation at hand. Surround yourself with peace. A few minutes ago, Pam Paget, with whom I share a house, Pam was going to go out and check the new sound system on the car that we bought because last night we had to go get air in the tires and somehow the radio just went crazy and there was horrible static sound and all kinds of problems. We turned it off when we got back to the house and just put the car in the garage I said, don't worry about that radio. Don't worry about that sound system. My theory on TV and sound is this. If it ever got a good picture, it can get a good picture again. If it ever got good sound, it can get good sound again. If something's wrong, the sound guys will take care of it. It may just go away by itself. I've seen that happen overnight with computers. Sometimes they just straighten themselves out. I was going to go out a few minutes after I finished recording this podcast and work on tuning various things that I have on recording. I can tune with that system I have in the car. I can tune every instrument in the orchestra making some louder, others softer, bringing out everything, editing that sound. It's wonderful. Pam went out to turn it on for me just to check and see if it's working today. She came back in and said, well, you're right, it's perfect. There's no problem with it. You never know what kind of interference goes through the air and affects your radio, television, It doesn't mean it's broken. It might clear up. Surround yourself with peace. 
And when a problem does arrive like it did yesterday, pray. Peace. What brings you peace? What do you have in your house? What do you have when you go out? What do you like to do? Fortunately, I like classical music. I don't like all classical music, but composers like Mozart and Beethoven I really like. They're so orderly. Mozart's so peaceful. I like hearing it. I can listen to it even when I am reading the Bible. I can listen to it even when I'm writing exhortations. They play lots of things on our local FM radio station that I don't like as far as classical music. So it doesn't work well for me to depend on the radio station for classical music. I record my own music, which I can play and enjoy and have peace. We started our own classical music podcast in September 2023. You will find this listed on the right side of the homepage of our daily blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortation. And at the end of every day's publications on our blog, We play a classical music composition. I look forward to hearing it after I've read the blog. Why classical music? Well, it's abstract sound. Popular music lyrics often carry evil and remind us of the past, even past sins, and can cause us to become depressed or lonely, or fall into various sins through fleshly desires that the lyrics rekindle within us. Classical music is usually not like that. Except for one thing, if you're around classical musicians and they die, you of course have to get over the fact that they're gone, and most of my friends are dead. Friends of the past. Almost all of them were classical musicians. And sometimes I've been very sad when I would hear the instrument that they played. But this has helped me to get past that, this classical music podcast. Paul says this, Philippians chapter 3 Verses 13 through 15. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Recently, I bought two USB AM FM radios. 
I wanted to take our recordings and play them in my bedroom. These radios cost about $30 each. You can find them on Amazon or on Crutchfield. If you type in USB portable players, we put classical music on USB and plug it into these radios. We copy the music that I like. I often turn this on and let it play while I read the Bible. Sometimes I play this when I write exhortations to the church. I play music at night when noise comes into my room from heating units or appliances or washer dryers or whatever it's coming from. I can plug this in to sleep, to hear this music while I sleep, go to sleep by the music. God told me the other night when I was disturbed over some noise coming into my bedroom while I was trying to go to sleep. I was disturbed and I told God. And God said to me, quote, turn on my tablet and the classical music podcast and use earphones. And when I did this, I couldn't hear the noise from whatever machine was making noise. It worked, of course, because it was God who told me to do this. See, it doesn't cost much to do things like this, and it really helps you to live in peace. To me, Mozart is one of the most beautiful and calming and orderly of all composers. I play a lot of that for myself because I rejoice when I hear it. I thank God when I hear that music. Another thing that I believe God showed me to do is to put things in my house that cause me to smile and even laugh. It's a mess out there, and it disturbs you. But when you come in your own house, are there things that cause you to laugh and smile? I think that helps us. I've put pictures of those things on the writing that's attached to this podcast. You can see the actual item. I bought a about a two and a half foot frog, ceramic frog. It's called a butler. And I have one of my laptops sitting on it so that when I go to the portal potty, I can read the Bible. Actually, I have a tablet, a small one. It's, a, I think, a four-inch, one of those Kindles. I can put the Bible on it. But I have a ceramic frog. I redid the closet in my bedroom six months ago. I have an owl mug that makes me smile. I have it sitting on top of one of my 
speakers beside my TV. So it just sits there, and it, it's pleasant for me to see it. And Pam started doing this. She began bringing fresh flowers in from the yard last summer and putting a little vase beside my chair that has fresh flowers in it. Occasionally in the winter, when snow's on the ground, we'll buy some flowers from the grocery store and put them in there. Things like that make you laugh and think of good things. I think they do. Some other things that I have learned from God to do. Avoid TV shows that trouble me. Avoid people who disturb me. And concerning politics, if you dip your toe into that pond, corruption will likely attach itself to you some way. I do not vote. The Bible tells us to pray for kings and for those in authority, that we may live quietly and in peace. The Bible also tells us that if you approve someone who's going to do something ungodly in private, you become a partaker of his sins. I don't go around wishing people well, as the world does. They may be going to go out and have fornication when they get off work. I wish people well who demonstrate to me that they live according to the Bible, that they correct themselves, that they keep themselves. I wish them well. Some of the church people you can't even wish well because they don't keep themselves. They go out and do kinds of things that corrupt themselves. I don't want to be partakers of their sins. The world tells us to vote, and they proudly put pins on themselves after they vote, like they've done something really good. God is going to destroy this heaven and earth, the governments of men. All these things are going to be destroyed. You're really risking a lot to side with any human unless that human demonstrates to you that he hears from God and follows God. And I do not believe a politician could be elected if he fully did the Bible. I just don't believe it. They don't demonstrate it. Why would I prove them? Second John, starting at verse 8, it's just one chapter. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward from God. Verse 9, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, 
receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. Verse 11, for he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. And Paul exhorts us in Philippians 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord, the Word, always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. My cousin was a Church of Christ member all her life. I know every denomination does things like this. She was a Church of Christ member all her life. One time, about 10 years after her husband died, she said, I do very well during the day, but at night I get so lonely. And I just rejoiced because I knew the answer. God. I said, oh, that's no problem. Jean, just when you start to get pulled down, Start praying and ask God to help you get through the night in peace and joy. And ask God what you should do to fill the time. Next time I talked to Jean, she said, I do well during the day, but I get so lonely at night. See, she didn't do Philippians 4.6. She didn't do it. And so many people go to church, but they don't do the Word of God. They don't do what Paul said. They don't do the things. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Many times when I was in rehab hospital after surgery, I said to God, I don't know how I can get through today. Please fill my day. And he did. And I would go through at the day and something would happen and a person would come in and various things just went in and out throughout the day, though I was totally alone. And all of a sudden they were serving dinner. It was five o'clock. And I thought of praying, asking God, to fill my day. He did fill it. Many times I've asked God to fill my day. And he has always answered that prayer. Then Paul says this, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. 
Some people say, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. Well, that's just an old worldly saying. There are an awful lot of evil people who will speak a few things that are okay. You don't go along with the evil and condemn the good. You don't go along with the good and condemn the evil. You don't live according to your own wisdom. As Christians, we live according to the wisdom given us by God. So Paul says, think on things that are true. Bible is true. The mountains, the trees, the skies, all created by God. The wind, the waves, the dirt storms, the weather, the climate change. <laughs> I mean, come on. Climate change being created by gasoline. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. During the time of the Great Tribulation, one of the plagues upon the earth was heat. The angel sounded his trumpet, and that plague came upon the earth. But we're going to have seasons as long as the earth remains. God's not going to destroy the earth again by water as he did with Noah. There's a promise he won't do that. That's why the rainbow is in the sky, to remind God, it says, of his word to man, that he would not destroy the earth again by water. He's going to destroy the heaven and earth by fire. But I believe that the elect of God who follow God and continue with God, I believe they'll be taken out before God destroys the heaven and earth. And they will be taken to the new heaven and the new earth, which has been created by God for those who are the children of God. Described in Revelation 21 by the Apostle John in verses 1 through 5. Other things that temporarily, as I'm left on this earth, we live in a beautiful area of the United States, Colorado, at the foot of the Rocky Mountains. We can go for little drives into various areas of the mountains, leaving our house for an hour or so, just short drives. We work long hours. Pam and I work long hours. And we delight, I think, in what we do. Publishing the blog, publishing the podcast. Daily exhorting the body of Christ because it says in Hebrews, exhort one another daily. And it says in Hebrews 10, exhort them even more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Don't we see the day of the Lord approaching? Isn't the sin of the world getting worse? That shows us the day of the Lord is approaching. 
warned Christians even more to live godly lives. So we can take little breaks driving the car, which we now have and love, and it rides so smoothly, and then we have a wonderful sound system in the car that we had put in the car, and it's a great joy to go out in the car. And we take the dogs to a nearby animal park. I usually sit in the car and read the Bible. Pam walks the big dogs. And we have cats that we love. And Jesus says now during the Great Tribulation, for those people who are left on the earth during the Great Tribulation, except those days should be shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So we have the promise of God even during the Great Tribulation, if we're here at that time and the plagues are loosed. And some will be. Some of the elect of God will be on the earth. But even if you're on the earth during that, you won't be destroyed. But now that doesn't apply to people who don't follow God. You might read the Bible, go to church, do everything like that, and not do the Word of God. God is showing us what to do right now. Avoid the evil. Avoid people who trouble you. Exhort the church so that if they're drifting off a little bit, they can pull themselves back. Surround yourself by Peace, peaceful things, peaceful things and things you can enjoy, things you can laugh at, knowing how futile all this earth is. It will be destroyed by God. Trusting God in what lies ahead. Live in peace without spot and blameless, continually, because you don't know when Jesus is returning. Thank you for allowing me to speak these things to you today.